Dude, I remember the first time I heard this song. I can't even say it blew my mind. It it awoke my soul. Uh, this is uh, I Am Hollywood by He Is Legend. The song we're listening to is called The Seduction. And if you've never listened to this album, go listen to it. It's just a... Uh, they put on a songwriting clinic throughout this album. It's also a great uh, audible vision of freedom, I would say. Because they just it just sounds like a bunch of dudes having fun, writing songs. Not giving a flip what anyone was going to think, but they liked them. And in turn, a whole bunch of other people liked them too. In contrast, it seemed like they started to hate all these songs as they uh, moved on. But that was probably just because they they liked stuff they wrote after that and there's people who didn't and so that was frustrating. But anywho, I just got done playing uh at the Honeygold Presents. I think we're calling it the Buzz at the Bearded Monk. I don't know if we'll ever do it again. Uh we've done it this was our second one. The first one was awesome and this one was okay. The police came and told us it was too loud and that we had to keep it below 60 decibels which if, if you're not familiar with any of that the churches if that have like praise and worship that's like modern praise and worship you know they try to keep it like at like 88 to like 93 decibels and that's usually at a church and and they're trying to keep it quiet because there's congregation members who like to complain about it being too loud, which I get. I always feel bad, like, when you play that first song in a praise and worship set that's supposed to be the uh, what they call the praise song. It's upbeat and fast and supposed to be joyful and stuff. I just think at 9.30 in the morning when you were running late to church, you got in a fight on the way, you spilled your coffee, you're barely awake still and you're in a bad mood and then it's all of a sudden this fast loud bumping song that would drive me nuts too so i get it i probably would never be the one to complain but some people just feel like um the reality that exists around them needs to bend to their will you can see it uh, here's how you know when somebody's used to everything going their way or they have super control issues when things don't go their way and they lose their mind. And I'm not just speculating on this. Watch watch me drop something three times in a row and I think that I, I just don't know how life could go on. That's an exaggeration. But like have you ever been going to, have you ever tried to put a bottle cap on and it, and you spin it and it falls off and you're like, dang it. And then you put it back on, you spin it and it falls off again. That second one you're already like, why am I even alive anymore? If you don't relate, then good for you. I'm doing better at that. I used to be... I used to not be so hot when it came to losing my cool easy. But, uh... Over the past couple years, I've gotten a lot better at that. Funny enough... I went to an ENT doctor... Uh, this past week. I've been feeling very sick for like two months. And, uh... It was starting to really stress me out. It, or, or just scare me. My throat was swelling, and I was having trouble swallowing food. Uh, I was having to like cough up most of my food. I would try to. I had gotten down to like eating like ham, just plain ham, and drinking water, and I still couldn't get anything down. My stomach was hurting. I thought I was pretty sure I had an ulcer. 
And uh, so I went to the ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor. And he stuck this long thing up my nose and then down my nose, down the back of my throat and was looking around. That was wild. I'd never had that done. And he said that it was just acid reflux and that was it. And he didn't diagnose the ulcer or anything, which I'm pretty sure I do have. And I'm going to, I'm scheduling a doctor's appointment to go get that checked out now. I never go to doctors. I hate going to doctors. I hate, they're the only place that you can schedule an appointment and then you have to wait two hours. It's just such a, I don't understand. Imagine, imagine making a reservation at a restaurant and then you get there and they're like, cool, all right, you're here, awesome. And then two hours later they come, they, they, they seat you. That's, I just don't know how doctors get away with it. I feel like if we all just got on the same page and tried to revolt against it, maybe we could get something done. But apparently why they do that is in order to have the insurance companies work with them, they have to uh, book so many appointments a day or something like that. This is I've heard this maybe twice before and I don't think I've ever like Googled it myself, but this is what I've heard. That they have to see so many patients in a day and, in, and they're preparing for cancellation. So they like overbook that way they make sure they always hit that mark. So that's why it's always backed up. But I hate sitting for an hour in the waiting room then getting into the off like the doctor's what is that? The the patient room, whatever room they take you into where you sit on the table with all the paper on it. And uh then you wait there for like an hour. And then they come in and they're like, "Yeah, you are sick. Now I'll write you that prescription that you already knew you needed." I just get so frustrated with that. So for the last like 15 years, I've just tried, I always try to wait things out and see if I feel better. But when it's your breathing or your throat, that's what was weird is it wasn't my breathing. Like I'd literally be feeling like I was choking, like scared choking, but then I could, st- I would breathe through my nose and I'd be like, no, I'm good. Uh, try going to sleep like that, especially if you just get scared about going to sleep and not waking up in general. So I was like, I've got to freaking schedule a ear, nose, and throat doctor. I got another appointment six weeks from now. We're going to test my hearing because I'm pretty sure I've lost some of the high frequencies in my left ear, which I'm blaming on the hi-hat from growing up playing drums, just playing that. I mean, you know, I played most of the bands that I played drums in were just punk bands. So it's just open hi-hat and that do got do got do got do got You know what I'm talking about? That's drum speak for kick snare kick kick snare and then you do that for two minutes as fast as you can complain about the government tax day was recent um dude i did the best job i ever had at preparing for taxes this past year i was keeping all the receipts you're supposed to keep i just went to town on those deductions man made a big difference it's a pain in the ass to keep up with but when you're, when you're married to a one on the Enneagram and you're a nine, something that really comes in handy is they're crazy organized. I don't know if I've told you guys about the Enneagram thing, but I did it. I'm a nine. And Haley's a one. I don't want to dive into what all that is because it doesn't matter. I mean, I guess it does. People find it super, help, super helpful to learn about the Enneagram world. It's just like the uh, 
personality test type thing. I, all it does is it just helps you communicate with people better. But for the longest time, I was just like, couldn't you just get to know them? And then instead of... It's just weird when... Here's the weird thing about people who are super into the Enneagram. When they're like, what number are you? And then you tell them, they're like, got it. And then now they, they know you in their head. And uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'd rather just get to know me, ask me some questions. I want to get to know you. I don't even care what number you are. I just... What do you enjoy? What are you afraid of? You got any goals? I asked someone tonight at the show. I said, so I said, so what's on the horizon for you? What a stupid way to phrase it. But I meant it when I said it. Now that I'm saying it again, it sounds silly. And uh, they were like, what? And I was like, what, like what's, what's coming up in, in your life? You got, you got any uh, dreams or goals you're wanting to accomplish? I like, I like learning about people like that. But anyways, the show was too loud tonight, so the police told us we had to cut it off. So my band, Words, played two and a half songs. We played two songs, and then the third song, we made it through verse one and chorus one, and we were going into verse two, and we just had to turn it off. We just had to stop. It was a bummer. I was kind of, I was, I was having fun for, what would that be, like 10 minutes? Yeah, that's pretty much, I really think we played for about 10 minutes. But it made me feel young again, getting in trouble, playing a rock and roll show. Yeah, I know that, I I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't enjoy doing these podcasts on the phone as much as when I'm sitting in the studio with my headphones on and I can have the music playing in my uh, headphones and... I don't know, it's more uh, the, the vibe that I originally was going for with this podcast, but... I haven't done an episode in like a, over at least a month. I, I think the last two, I've done like one a month for the past two months. And I originally wanted to do one a week. And you know what bums me out is for the longest time I was like, all you do is talk to yourself out loud for a little bit. If you can't do that once a week, you have no discipline. Well, damn. Looks like I don't have, I just, my priorities have just been between feeling sick, not knowing how to swallow anymore. <laughs> And being tired. I don't know. It's all excuses. I hear I hear the, uh, don't be a little bitch, Johnny. I hear that over... My shoulder angels have filthy mouths when they try to uh, motivate me. I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't give it to them. Uh, have we talked about that black hole picture? That we got the first ever picture of a black hole? That was amazing. I watched it live. I I saw that they were going to do it uh, like the night before. And I was like, I will be watching that live. It was pretty awesome. Uh, uh, 90% of the words they were using I didn't know. But I was like, all right, let's see this picture. This will be awesome. And and what was really cool was seeing all the the little science nerds talking. And like, you, for me, I, how excited they were is what told me this is how excited I should be. Even though I don't, I can't fathom the magnitude of it. Apparently they had to place like four or five, maybe more, like satellite, telescope, camera, whatever technology all on different parts of the world, I think. <laughs> and all of those together take this one picture of the black hole. Which I think is just a, uh, 
it's just the door to a multiverse, you know? I don't know, I'm just kidding. So I've been playing around with time travel lately, and uh, I think it's something you should do too. Let me explain. Have you ever been thinking about like, man, I, like there's a memory you have and you're like, I wish I could go back and relive it. Not even change anything I did, but like just look through my eyes have all my senses be be there in that moment of those memories again well if you think about it if you were to do that what would it feel like right it would feel exactly like right now so however you feel right now 40 years from now if you go man I wish I could relive that moment when I was listening to Johnny talk about stuff that he hardly knows how to articulate it would feel exactly like this so I'm not really traveling time, shocker, but what I'm doing is I'm trying to be more present in, in the moments of life. And so I'm literally thinking like, in the future you're going to wish you could relive this and it's going to be exactly like this. And so it's kind of fun to just like pretend you're like a 60 year old man and then like just hold your son and look at him and be like, oh my god, this is what it's like man. I was thinking about that today when I was holding him. I was like, I'm, there's going to be a time when I don't get to hold you anymore. I, I could literally probably make myself cry if I wanted to lean into these emotions. It's so easy to cry once you have a kid. It's all these new feelings, man. I, I, we've talked about this before, so I don't need to dive into it. But uh, oh, this song coming up, it's called China White. It's probably one of my favorite on this album. This uh, There's... Half of this album are my favorite songs. The other half are my other favorite songs. This album's so good. The guitar tones, the bass tones. I love the drum tones, too. They're, the, the way they're mixed, it's a very 2003 mix. But it's just, it's perfect. <sighs> I'm running out of things to talk about, I think. I'm really tired. I'm driving home. I had to, I, The show was in Denton. It takes me like 30 minutes to get to McKinney. 35 minutes, no. I don't know, like 35, 40 minutes to get to McKinney and then 35 minutes to get to Sherman from there. And uh, I'm at exit 55 and my house is at exit 58. So I'm almost there. But there's a lot of mileage between these exits out here in the what some people would call smaller towns. It's not the country. It's easy to call Sherman the country, but it's not the country. It's just if you live in Frisco, it would make sense to say that, I guess. I don't know. I'm so tired. I gotta. It's uh, it's 12:51, and I gotta wake up at 5:30. So that should be interesting. But yeah, the show was cool. Tyler, Ethan, Tyler Collins. Are, uh, so Tyler from my my friend Tyler. I played in least of these with him. His solo stuff. He goes by Ethan Tyler, and it's so good. He's so good. So I'm I'm mixing his album right now, and I it's gone very slow because it all happened right when the kid happened. Actually, after that, he was already born when we started tracking it. But between everything else I've had going on, I just haven't had as much time to mix it as I want. I've got two songs mixed; they sound awesome. But when this album comes out, you gotta check it out. He's so talented. Good grief. I was watching him perform tonight and uh, there was someone standing next to me and I didn't say it because I didn't want to freak him out but I wanted to say like this is what it looks like when you watch when you watch a soul exist in art form 
exactly the way it's meant to. It's like a vessel, like, like I was staring at Tyler, but I knew that the, the spirit inside was expressing. It was powerful, man. He's, he's a force to be reckoned with. It was really, it was, that was probably the best part of the night. Well, actually, it was it was phenomenal. But what was also funny is so then the, uh, another Honey Gold Records band called A Red Arrow, they played their set tonight, and their drummer couldn't make it, so it was just guitar, bass, and vocals. And I don't know whether he was joking or not. Probably not joking because Ross is super. He's just a laid back, fun, good time buddy. But he was like, if anyone plays drums, play with us. And so TJ Collins. Decides to just go play He doesn't even know the songs He just goes up. There's a drum set set up for the next band Which was us Words And uh, he just goes up there And starts playing drums And TJ's so good at drums And his intuition His instinct for songwriting And the way the songs develop He just watched He watched Ross play guitar And knew when to build He's doing some killer fills I heard him do stuff That he would have done In like a least of these songs Like not necessarily He's done it in a least of these songs But like had he been writing for least of these, it was something maybe he would have thought of. I don't know. It was cool. That was really awesome, too. It was hilarious because, oh, by the way, Ross doesn't know TJ. So Ross is just like, hey, everybody give it up for this guy. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but he just played in my band for tonight. It was awesome. And then we played two and a half songs after that. Man, my right shoulder hurts. I had a crazy-ass dream last night. Uh... I don't know how often I've talked about my dreams on here before, but for several years now, all my dreams feel like I just get uploaded into like a uh, map. And what I mean by map is if you've ever played like SOCOM or Call of Duty or Halo or any of those online games, they, they call levels maps. Like it's a map that you're playing on or whatever. Anyways, my dreams always feel like I'm just loaded onto this little playground area and I just explore and play around on that mine last night and they're always like a resort or campsite or something I uh, I always it always seems like some big campground of some sort but in the dream last night Haley and I were just playing around it was so much fun we were uh, exploring the outer rims of it there was like security dogs for some reason and like the security on these campgrounds were just dogs and they weren't the best at it so like they stressed you out and you were always afraid you were gonna get hurt and then we went into one of the restaurants they had there and they offered us some food i didn't have any Haley had like a bite i don't even remember what they served us but Haley had like a bite of it and no kidding a little bit later i looked over towards what i guess is the kitchen i don't know and there was this big old meat grinder and one of the employees was like halfway stuck in it dead and they didn't know they didn't do it it was clearly an accident and so the employees of this restaurant start freaking out like oh my gosh one of our employees just died and went through their meat grinder and we've been serving people the human flesh and Haley starts like gagging she's like i ate a human and i was like oh my god you ate a human it was nuts man then we went and snorkeled and that was awesome i could breathe underwater it was weird in my dream i was holding my breath for a long time because i figured out if i breathed in through my nose because the 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 goggles were over my nose i didn't get water in my nose but I, that's not how it would work in real life but in my dream it worked but i was underwater long enough that when i came up it was dark and then i started freaking out and i was like we're snorkeling in the dark might as well just kill ourselves that was dark huh dark 
that word has two meanings. I was thinking about how I was going to have to explain that stuff to my kid today. Because I asked him to take off... Uh, no, I told him I was going to take off his shoe. And then I realized there's also the expression to tell someone, Shoo! Go away! And I was like, man, I'm going to have to be like, okay, so they're spelled different. They sound the same. Um, so that'll all be a trip. But... And by a trip, I mean an experience. Is that why they call them trips? That can't be. But trips can be an experience. Oh, man, my shoulder hurts, though, because I slept on it weird, I think. I really feel like I probably stayed in one spot all night. I just, my right ear felt weird, like it had been just smushed into my pillow all night. But anyways, let's see how long I've been going, because I, I want to go to bed. Yeah, this is long enough. Listen to this guitar solo in the end of this song. I'll do more podcasts, I promise. Love you guys. Thanks for being listeners and all that bullshit. Love you, bye.